I'd like to, uh, I, I want to start with, I want to start with a prayer. I think that's a great place to start while I get things back together here. <laughs> I was so not ready for that, had no idea what was, what was coming, but thank you, thank you, thank you. We do love you, love everyone here, and we love the opportunity that we've been given to serve you. Okay, if you would turn with me to Ephesians 6.12. I just want to read this scripture, talk just a little bit. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, Father, we just, I thank you that you are such a good, good God, that you love us, that you're in control, that nothing that's happening surprises you right now, because you are not only the God of miracles, but you're the God of creation, and you're the God who is absolutely in control of any, all, and every situation. And we give you thanks, we give you praise, and we just turn this service over to you. And again, we give you thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, of this world, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in heavenly places. So that's the battle we fight, right? We're aware of that, that there's a spiritual battle taking place that we're a part of. We've been thrown into a battle. Now I want us to go to the go-to, Second Chronicles, 7th chapter, 14th verse. We absolutely know, talk about this just a little bit, that we're at a crossroads in this nation. Everybody feels and knows that we're in a, at a time, a, a crossroads in this nation. There, there's something significant that's going to happen November 3rd. <laughs> significant that's about to happen on, on November 3rd. And I really, really believe that we, as a church that we as Christians need to bind together and we need to pray diligently, effectively and fervently to our God that things turn out the way that, that we know they need to for this nation to survive the way that we know it, that our children will get to see and enjoy the nation that we've lived in. Are you with me? Verse 14, if my people who were called by my name, everybody say if, if my people who were called by my name, and who were those people? That's us, that's we, that's us, we are the Christians, we're the ones called by his name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face as we seek the face of Almighty God listening to what he has to say in the direction that he's pointing us. Seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, 
which means turn and repent of their sins, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. There's our solution. We need to get a hold of heaven. We need to seek the face of God and we will see a turnaround and see our land healed. Everybody say amen. Amen. There's something else that I feel you should in the front, in the back of the seat in front of you. And on the front seat, I'm not sure where they'll be. Maybe you have to go to the back row to get yours. (laughs) I really believe that for the next two weeks, for the next 12 days, 13 days, that us, that we as a church, as we humble ourselves and pray, we should do a fast. I believe it's time for another fast that we go before the Lord in prayer and in fasting, asking for very clear direction, asking that His will be done. Kingdom come, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Sometimes we're, sometimes we're asking just for another extension of what we have known for the direction of our country. So what we have put together here, you'll see for each of the days, what we really want to, want to pray about, where our prayer wants to be focused. There's a recommendation on, on this sheet. On this sheet, we're asking for your name, your phone number, and your email address so we could end up contacting you, even sending. Last time we did this was the first, we did a 20-day in January. Um, After the first week of January, the next 20 days, we were fasting in January, and we got to see some amazing things happen through that fast in January. So we would encourage you to put your name, phone number, your email address, and then as you look at the days that we're going to be praying and fasting, if you would just put an X, because we already have your name, if you'd put an X in there for the days that we're fasting, because we would like every single day to be covered with several people that are fasting and praying for God's will to be done on November 3rd and following that week, which could be a great deal of chaos that week of November 3rd. So, everybody got it? And if you would put your name, phone number, email address, put the checks of the days that you're willing to fast and be in prayer in conjunction with the list here that's made for the focus of our prayers, there will be ushers standing at the door. If you would drop them off at the doorway, then you'll be able to receive encouraging emails. Last time, Pastor Tim was sending out every day encouraging emails for those that are fasting. All right. Praise the Lord. I want to read you, uh, I have a question for you. After I read you a text that we, when I say we, Renee received here uh, a few days ago, not a long time back, but Pastor Renee, first of all, she got a phone call. As Tim, Pastor Tim doesn't have any idea what, what, I, what I'm going to be talking about, but he was saying how we respond to phone calls and, and, and go and love on people. Well, Renee got a phone call first and had a, a conversation about a, a young lady who 
had to go be tested for COVID and because some people at her work had tested positive, so she had to go test. We all know how that works now, right? Right? Someone at work tests positive, so you have to go get tested, quarantine or whatever, all of the, all of the rules that, that they have that go along with that. Uh, she got tested and, and, and tested positive. First, she was concerned because she was having to get tested because someone at work. So that, that started to bring a little fear into her life to start with. She got a phone call that evening that she tested positive and completely freaked out. Just like, oh no, oh no, oh no. I think I might die. Who, who knows what might, what might happen? And her anxiety just completely took over. Fear and anxiety and then more fear and more anxiety to the point that she ended up texting Renee, Pastor Renee, can you guys come and pray for me, please? I'm having anxiety really bad. I can't handle it. Can't deal with it. Please, I beg you guys. It's like, that sounds desperate, doesn't it? That is a, a plea and a cry for help. But we know that she's tested positive. We know that she has COVID. So I just, the question that I have for you, somebody calls you knowing that you are a believer that you are a son or a daughter, that you are a Christian, a praying, God-fearing, God-believing question, somebody calls you and says, please come and pray for me. Not pray for me over the phone. Please come and pray for me. I'm having really bad anxiety attack. I can't deal with it. Please, I beg you. How do you respond to that? You go? Let me see the hands of you that say go. <laughs> Stand up and wave your arm. Wow. Most everyone here would go. So, when you go into that situation then, how would you go? Masked up with hand sanitizer and... Power of God. Power of God. I love that answer. Well, that's awesome to see that many hands go up. It's like, yes, that's, that's great. Next time I'm going to forward the calls to you. <laughs> I'm excited. Now I know what I'm going to do with part of these phone numbers that come back. It's like, yeah. Brothers and sisters. I want you to turn with me to 2 Timothy 2.19. And I am out of New King James. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are His, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It's like, nevertheless, the solid foundation of of God stands having this seal something that we need to know that we need to do the foundation of God's word says the Lord knows those who are 
his. Everybody say, I'm his. Then I need to let you know. Anyone who names the name of Jesus needs to depart from iniquity. They need to turn from sin. They need to repent of sin, turn from sin, and live a life free of sin. Isn't that what iniquity is? Okay, so that's something that we very much need to do. We need to live a life of holiness. That's what we're called to. Be holy as I am holy. I could, I could just read a, a, a ton of scriptures about, about holiness, but that's something that we need to be doing is, is worshiping the Jesus, the anointed Jesus, the one who came, the one that forgave our sins, that we have that where grace through faith is how we're saved. But once we've called on the name of Jesus, it's time that we turn and some different things start happening in our lives. Right? We all in agreement? Okay. Then let's go to Romans 12.2. We understand the foundation that's built, the foundation and the premise that Jesus came, what he, what he came for. And anytime anyone that uses his name needs to have repented, have turned from our sins and iniquities. But now, do not be conformed to this world. Everybody says, we don't conform to the standards and patterns of this world. But be transformed. Everybody say, transformed. We're being transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. It's like, oh, we got some pretty clear direction here that we need some renewal of our mind in order to be able to withstand, we're going to say withstand, to, to, to prove the, to prove that good and acceptable will of God, we have to have a renewed mind that is no longer subject to the standards and patterns of the world. Right? So you guys that are raising your hands, obviously that's already been taking place in your mind. Renewal and transformation is taking place. Right? We're not just listening to the standards of the world, to the patterns that have been established in the world, even by this whole COVID thing. Now, I believe that COVID is something that is... Well, God knew about it. He, he, he knew about it. And He has allowed it. And I believe a lot of that is for the purification of the church. It's something that we are very much learning. It's like what we really do believe. Do we have faith in God? Or do we have faith in the, in the who? <laughs> Where's your faith? In the who or in the, the him? We believe in God. We believe in God because our minds are being transformed. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith, faith, faith. We live by faith, that substance of things hoped for, 
evidenced by things not seen. Hebrews 11.1. I think that if, 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 not think I know, I think of faith as the currency of the kingdom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. And if, if you have that kind of faith that God has called me, someone desperately needs me, they're counting on the body of Christ to come to their aid. I think of what uh, John Harkey, one of the messages that he preached last week, and I can't remember if it was on the side, I can't even remember which day it was because we got to hear him five times altogether. One of the messages that he was talking about is the four men that let down the woman, uh, down the man through the through the roof, tore the tiles off the roof, and let them in. Sometimes our faith isn't strong enough to be able to pray just for ourselves. Sometimes we need somebody up there tearing the tile off the roof to come and pray for us, to lay hands on us and pray for us because we don't just have enough strength and faith on our own. That's why the body of Christ is so important and that we have the faith, the trusting in Him, in His Word, in His will. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So if we're instructed to go, what should we do? Go. 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 We're the hands and the feet. So, right answer. All the people that said, yes, we should go. You should go. Yes, thank you, Lord. That's pretty much what the Bible is instructing us to do. It's like, go. In fact, there's, I think, one scripture in Hebrews. Uh, I'm not sure where it is. Maybe it's James. I, probably in James. That says, you know, if you are sick, call on the elders. They will anoint you with oil, lay hands on you, and you will be healed. That's James. Yeah, James. Uh, and you will be healed. So this woman was absolutely correct in what she's doing. Call on the elders. Call, come, please, please, I beg you, please come. And so, okay. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, Say spirit of fear. It's not just afraid, but spirit of fear. Spirit of fear. I believe that oftentimes there is a spirit attached to a fear which can absolutely overcome you, can haunt you, can just grip you with fear. Spirit of fear. And it says God doesn't give you that spirit, so where does that spirit come from? comes from the enemy. The enemy will give you, introduce you to, invade you with a spirit of fear. That spirit of fear does not come from God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of... and... and of a sound mind. So, if you guys love this lady and you understand that you've been given power, and you have a sound mind, it's like, you're crazy if you're going into someone that you know has just been diagnosed with COVID. You have a sound mind? 
That's what the world's going to say. You're crazy if you're going into someone's house that you know has COVID. Right? Everybody's kind of quiet. So the standard of the world says you're crazy. You don't go do that. But we know that God has given us a spirit of power. The Holy Spirit gives us power and of love and of sound mind. No fear. It's good, good. Fear not, for He is with us. It's like, I think some of the translations say, I looked at a few of the different translations, um, say self-discipline has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. It's interesting. That NIV, I very rarely go to... I shouldn't say that, but that's not my go-to Bible. I like New King James the best. I read other translations. One of the things I'm going to talk about later, I went through 60 different translations to see how many... There are 60 of them that you can go through pretty quickly if you get on Bible Gateway and... uh, Interesting when you want to really dig out what a verse says. Uh, Okay. Love, sound mind. God has given us power, love, sound mind, the spirit of each. Okay, 1 Corinthians 4.20. For the kingdom of God is not in word, not only in word. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in... The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. In power. Can we back up to that last verse? For God has not given us a spirit of fear. I think this is something that we should all put our hands right on our temples and say, there's no fear here. We bind up and cast out fear. It's like we bind... And we cast out a spirit of fear. We bind. We cast out a spirit of fear. But we receive through the Holy Spirit power, love, sound mind, self-discipline. Amen. 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 Declarations, the power of declarations. Okay, now, 1 Corinthians 4.20, for God hasn't given us, for the kingdom of God, say the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. It's not in word, it's in power. So we want to walk in power. Understanding the authority we have and the that we carry. First Thessalonians, uh, chapter one, verse five. Knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in also in once more. Also in and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know, what kind of men we were among you for your sake. 
but the kingdom of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, comes with and in Amen. 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 I want to turn, we're getting through verses really quick, so I'm going to get to, get to do some serious talking here in just a little bit. Matthew 10, 8. When Jesus sent the first 12 out, we're going to read verses 7 and 8. He said, As you go, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And what is the kingdom of heaven in? Not just word, but the kingdom of heaven is in power. In power. In verse 8, he says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. I'm going to stop on this cleanse the lepers for a little bit. You remember how they treated lepers back then? It's like leper colonies. They weren't supposed to get 50 feet from somebody that, that didn't have leprosy. That's right. It's like, wow, they were lepers. They were at the outcasts. Like, so we're supposed to heal the sick, cleanse those, and heal those with COVID-19, raise the dead, and cast out demons. And what does it take for all of that? Power, power that has been given to us through the name of Jesus Christ by His Holy Spirit. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Everybody say give. Give. That's what we're called to do, to be the hands and feet. When somebody needs prayer, I'm so glad that three quarters of you raised your hands. You're ready to go. Ready to go. Pray for those people. Now, what we did, we called everybody we could possibly think of and couldn't get anybody to go. No. <laughs> we went out. We got in our car, we drove over there, we prayed all the way as we were going over there. It's like, you know, Lord, give us the words that we need to say. Give us the power and authority that we're called to walk in because we want to go make a difference in somebody's life. So as we prayed that, on the way over there, we felt the peace of God and we got ready to go inside. And before I tell you about the going inside, I want to share a couple more stories. Remember the story that I shared with you here about six weeks ago or so about going into a hospital to pray for someone and saw the eyes change colors? Absolutely freaked me out. Um, recognizing, I, I never told you the rest of the story. <laughs> I wanted to finish that story because... It's once rec recognized and identified the spirit, like powers, principalities, rulers in dark places, once identified that spirit and it, it turned around and left, I had a whole other level of boldness because everybody knows that we have to take care of things first in the spirit realm and then take care of things in the natural realm. First in the spirit, then in the natural. First in the spirit, then in the natural. So, 
having taken care of that, you know, which God do you serve? The lady turned around, walked out. I had a whole other level of boldness. It's like, yes. Now, I was looking at something there, and the guy's arm, that MRSA, I still don't know completely what that's all about, but I know that there was a whole bunch of fear in my family because my uncle died with, with complications of that MRSA thing. And so one of my uncles had died not all that long ago, and, and it went through his, his household, and it had something like a, a, an infection, like a strep or something. You, you know what MRSA is? Some, pe some people do. Well, I, I, went to, to, I, I looked at that, and like I was telling you, that it's a big red thing that took up his entire forearm with a, like a button and a red thing in the middle of it, and they had drawn a circle around it, and it had gone outside the circle. So I thought, okay, it's time to pray now, Eric. I, I, I reached out, even though I had heard horrible stories about MRSA, flesh-eating, the, 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 so I reached out and I grabbed that, just like that, and I prayed healing over his arm, took my hand back, and before I left, it was about a half inch inside the, the, the circle of his... And if I remember right, this has been about 10 years ago or so, if I remember right, he was out of the hospital the next day. He was released. He was healed from that. It's like, praise God. So, you know, we, when we talk about currency of the kingdom, sometimes we have to end up thinking from an investment standpoint. You have a little bit of, a, a little bit of money to invest. A lot of times... You're really scared to invest that anywhere and, and take that gamble, right? You know, I, I, I may not, I don't know if I want to take that gamble or not, but where the investments that have the greatest risk also have the greatest return. <laughs> so sometimes we end up having to step across that chicken line with what little bit of faith that we have to spend that, to invest that faith, to see the return that we get. And then when we get the return on that, we're ready to invest more freely the next time. Does this make sense? Yeah. Investing in the kingdom. <laughs> is stepping across the chicken line, taking the chance, because if, if you just have that little inkling that I feel like I'm hearing the voice and being willing to do it, step across that chicken line and do it, then God's faithful. And He will honor you in that. And He will bless you. And you have a, a return on that investment. So the next time you're willing to invest more and more quickly and more readily. Does this make sense? So he's calling on us to invest in the kingdom. And the currency of the kingdom is faith. Faith, faith. After I have experienced that, like, like the Eric thing, and watching that, it's like, oh, wow, God, that's amazing. Wow, God, that's amazing. I think of those as almost like, like mile markers. I remember this, and I remember this, and I remember this on the, on the journey, looking at mile markers. Which makes me bolder. 
We're not giving a spirit of, given a spirit of fear and or timidity, but of boldness. You know, there's boldness and confidence that we need to walk in. And the more that we try, the more that we call on the name with clean hands and a pure heart, lay hands on people and see them healed, the more we're ready to invest and do. Okay. Now, you know, it was just, what, a few weeks ago, probably a month ago or maybe a month and a half because it seemed like just a few, that my aunt was up here sharing her COVID story, my Aunt Betty, Aunt Betty the fiery redhead, <laughs> fiery guitar playing, singing redhead. Uh, she, she has shared that, and she told me just the other day, she needed some help with something. She called me, and I, I ran to her aid very, very quickly because <laughs> she snapped her fingers. <laughs> now, and she said, Lynn, I just have to say again, I have so much energy. She said, I have not had this much energy since probably 10 or 20 years before I had COVID. So God not only healed her of COVID just instantly, but gave her more energy than she's had for, for years. It's like, He is faithful. That just, that just, that just builds our faith more. It's like more and more return on our investment. Okay, so now... One more thing I should say about, about the Aunt Betty thing. On the 21st, I think it's the 21st, Sunday the 22nd. Yeah, that's what I meant, the 22nd. Sunday the 22nd, it's 6 or 7. Anyway, Sunday the evening of the 22nd, she's going to have a concert right here. And so anybody, that would be really awesome to uh, come. She, didn't, she came and she shared her testimony and she played the last time and, you know, there's was no charge. She said, no, I don't want anything, I don't want anything, but... I would really like to have a concert at your church. I said, yes, yes, yes. Everybody loved it. So, she'll be here. Okay, so we get, to the, we, we get there. We get out of the car. We go walking in there. We, we go walking. We knock on the door, and, and uh, there's an answer to the door. And the, you know, the individual that answered the door, we invited us in. We got in a few steps, and then it was like, I don't know how you want to do this. It's like, I don't know what you mean, how you want to do this. Well, she's back in that end of the house. Everyone else is in this end of the house. And, you know, the door's closed because she's, she's quarantined. So she's back there completely freaking out, anxiety. We, we say, well, I, I didn't even understand the question, what, what, how you're going to do this. It's like, well, we could have prayed over the phone if we were going to pray. She wanted us to come. We're going to we're going to lay hands on her and pray. So, we walked back there, and and uh, and the door got closed behind us. So, so we're in there, and she's sitting there with her phone on worship music, just rocking back and forth in the bed, just like big eyes. And it's like, so we walked over, and we and we we listened just for a little bit. But you know, Jesus says. Any situation that many, many times, situation that he walked into, if there was tension or anxiety or something, one of the first things that he would say, my peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. And Jesus' peace is a peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that will guard your heart 
and your mind. That's what Scripture tells us. So, so we, we stepped in there and, and walked over there, and we just gently started to talk a little bit, and, uh, and then had to turn off the, even though it was worship music, we really still needed to turn it off so she could really hear our voices. And, and uh, How many know that when you step into a situation and you bring your peace, it's like Jesus said when he sent the people, when he sent the disciples out, go and when you enter a household, give them your peace. If they don't receive it, take it back and, ju- and just leave. But, but most people end up loving to experience peace when they can actually feel the peace of God and, 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 and that peace just starts to settle people down. So, and that's what we carry. We carry. He is the Prince of Peace. He gives us His peace. And that peace is for us to go and share with others. Walking in authority, knowing that people will be healed when we lay hands on and pray for them. So we walk into the bedroom and finally after we had talked to her and shared with her and, and, and the peace of God just started to you know, fall and surround the room, said, you know, okay. You need to get out of bed. So got out of bed. We ended up praying over her. Peace of God just completely filled her. His peace, his presence, and she goes, She goes, Oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone off my chest. It's completely gone. The next day Renee followed up with a with a phone call, and she said, I feel great, I feel great, I got out of the house, I took a drive, I feel wonderful, I feel fabulous, thank you so much, thank you so much. So that big fear factor that she was carrying, almost like my aunt, thinking that for sure she was going to die that night, You know, God's faithful. God is faithful. When we're obedient, He is faithful. There's a yes, simple obedience changes history. Simple obedience changes today. Simple obedience changes the future. If we will just be obedient to Him. If it's a yes, when we're called... The footsteps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. He will go before you and prepare the way. He will keep you safe in harm's way if only we trust and believe. (laughs) Sing it, Randy. (laughs) I want to turn to one one other place. Matthew... Did I give you this one too, Linda? Matthew 27. Matthew 27. Verses 15 through 17. Now, when Jesus was, was taken in and when he was, you know, thrown in, uh, 
Uh, you know, when he was taken in, after he was betrayed, he was taken in and brought before Pilate, and, and all. We're, that's where we pick up right here at verse 15. Now, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And they then had a notorious prisoner called... Now, this is the one that I went and looked at 60 different translations. And one-third of those translations ended up saying, Jesus Barabbas. I had never actually seen that before myself, but it's like it just absolutely stood out to me. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. Now, I want to slip down to verse 21. We don't need to read all of that. The governor answered and said to them, Which of these two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Jesus Barabbas. Pilate said to him, What then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water, washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. I'm just saying, I feel like this is something that's interesting, that's significant, and that, that last verse right there, that His blood be on us and on our children, because it is by that spilled blood that we are saved, that we are empowered. <laughs> His blood is on us and our children, and that's the blood that sets us free but the part that I really want to talk about is we're looking at there were two Jesuses here. One is the Jesus of the world who, who was a, a convict. He was not a, not a good guy at all. But the multitude ended up choosing the Jesus of the world. The one that was not the anointed, that was not the Christ. It's like almost, almost representing the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist is what they chose, what they selected. And they said, crucify Jesus, crucify Jesus. But today, our choice, and today we have a choice. It's like, choose this day whom you will serve. And I believe it's conforming to the standards and the pattern of the world which would be the Barabbas Jesus. It's like the other voice. The other voice. The other voice that calls us into the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the things that we want, the things that we desire. It's like there is... We're watching and seeing. I, I, I believe 
that I, I am so blessed to see so many people raise their hands and say, yes, I would go, yes, I would go, I would, I would go pray. I feel like that there is a, we're getting closer and closer and closer to a time where it's going to be a very distinct line that's drawn. This side is dark, this side is light, and we're going to be on one side or the other. It's like, and we so need to be those that are willing to go, that are willing to pray, that are willing to lay hands on, because we have that faith. We believe that He is our Savior. We believe that we've been cleansed by His blood. We believe and we know that we have been filled with the Holy Spirit, and He's given us power. He's given us authority. He's given us an abundant dose of love and a self-disciplined, sound mind. Amen, amen. Somebody give me an amen. amen. I think that's truth. I think I know that's truth. But I also know that we're looking at where a, a, a time and a generation where people are really wanting to hear. Uh, if I were to read more scripture in Timothy about itchy ears, people wanting to go where itchy ears, where it's like I heard somebody say or I read that so many people now want to end up finding a church, want to end up finding a church that doesn't make them feel guilty so they can continue living in their sin but feel better about it because they're in a church. That many people are looking for a church and looking for sermons that will fit their lifestyle so they can feel better about their lifestyle while going to church just to make them feel better about living in their sinful situation. Now that's not good, is it? We're not that church. Truth in love. Truth in love. So we stand together. I remember the one, one man, one scripture saying, forgive my unbelief, forgive my unbelief, forgive my unbelief. Give me more faith. I think together we just say, forgive my unbelief. Again. Jesus, forgive my unbelief. Give me more faith. Give me more boldness. Give me the courage that I need to make the right decision at the right time. Again, I bind fear. <laughs> I receive your love, your Holy Spirit, your power, your love, your boldness. In Jesus' name, give me more faith. Amen.